Welcome to Wild and Free, a Battleborn podcast. This is Jacob here as always with my good friend Allison. Hi, Jacob. How are you today? I'm wonderful. How are you? I just ate some Mothership uh, pastries, so I am golden. Oh, we need to try the chocolate before, well, I mean, yes. well, yes, I brought over some delicious uh, chocolate with matcha and quinoa puffed rice. Right, from Happy Ending Chocolate Company yes, in North we need, Las Vegas. We need to research them. That's a cool name. Yeah, that's a really cool name. Hopefully, it's just as good as it sounds. Yeah. Yeah, I've never I, had quinoa in chocolate myself, so. I got a sample, and I thought it was really tasty. That's why I brought some over. Well, thank you. You're, I appreciate that. You're, you're and the pastries, well. of course, delicious as always. As always. And so happy that they now have a location in Ferguson's downtown. Right. So we can actually, it's easier for both of us to get there. Mm-hmm. Indeed. We're very yeah. happy about that. Very, very pleased. And yeah. it's just such a lovely location. Oh, God. Today, like, they opened the patio doors. The air was coming in. And, like, the morning Ooh. sunlight was coming in. It was really beautiful. That's so awesome. encourage our listeners to check it out. Heck, yeah. Most definitely. Yeah. But today we are not here to talk about pastries. We are not. Mm-mm. We're going to talk about live performances. Yes. Which we love. We love. Yeah. Um, I don't know why we hadn't done this uh, episode in the past. We're big supporters of the arts and culture scene. Right. We both love live performances. So we thought we'd put together um, a greatest hits yeah. list of the best performances we've seen in Las Vegas in the last decade or so. Yeah. At least since we've been here. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So. Which, uh, unfortunately, not all of these things are going to be at your fingertips all the time. No, but this is just an, this is so. an ode to the cool things that have occurred in our city. Right. Yeah. yeah. And you'll also learn one of our biggest regrets. And this is a co-biggest co regret. Yeah. Don't get me started. We'll get to that, yeah. though. We'll get to that. Because that could be the episode. 100%. <laughs> we could sit here and cry about it for right. three hours. But uh, no well, I'm, I'm interested to hear um, what some of your favorite live performances are. You want to start us off? Yeah. So uh, we're going to start with like plays slash musicals mm-hmm. kind of. And I have different categories. I know you do as yep. well. So I'm going to start with uh, community theater. So these are non-professional performances at local venues, right? That's how I would consider, that's what I would classify as community theater. Yep. Um, so I've got two or three shows, but two locations, two venues. Two of my favorite shows um, are two of my favorite venues. First one, Las Vegas Little Theater, which has been around, I think, for a long time, longer than we've been here. Mm-hmm. It's been open longer than the, the 14 years we've been here. Yeah. Um, but my favorite performance there was actually Putnam County Spelling Bee, mm-hmm. which is a very hilarious and enjoyable show. They actually just had it again, but the one, yes. my favorite performance was almost 10 years ago. Maybe it was around 10 years ago. Uh, and I loved the show. That was not the first time I'd seen the show, but that was definitely my favorite time I've seen the show. Mm-hmm. And I'm bummed that I missed it this last time because I know it was probably just as good, but I didn't get to see their run. Can I add a little side note, just talking about like the venue in the area that it's so little uh, Las Vegas theater, Las Vegas Little Theater, sorry, is located in Chinatown. Great date option, honestly. Oh, yeah. Um, I would suggest getting dinner at Chengdu Taste, which is like just two doors down. Mm -hmm. Um, Wonderful, spicy Chinese um, from the Sichuan area. We ate there this summer. We did. We did. It was very hot. Um, and then some great cocktails at Golden Tiki just around the corner. Yeah. Yeah. And if you don't like cocktails, you can end the night with some tea. Correct. There's, yes. There's a couple tea joints right in that same shopping complex. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's the place to go. It is. It is. Well, that's a good That's a good space. What's the other place? Uh, so the other one is Super Summer Theater, which we've mm. raved about 
multiple times. We are we are fans of Super Summer Theater. Yes. Uh, so my two favorite performances are actually within the last like six years. I've seen a sh- at least one show every summer, but uh, my two favorites are Bring It On, which we were there together. We did, we went, yeah. We had a nice picnic mm-hmm. with a bunch of people. Um, Created by Troy Hurd from Majestic Repertory. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that one was just, it was hilarious. It's probably the one of the funniest shows I think I've ever seen, period. Wow. Like, just so funny. Huh. Um, and then the other one was another one, funny one, was Young Frankenstein, also at Super Summer Theater, nice. which which was one of my the movies that I remember most from my childhood. My dad and I would mm. watch it and laugh, and the performance at Super Summer Theater was, was worthy of what I remember. It was hilarious, and I got such a kick out of it. Hmm. Yeah. Very interesting. Well, yeah. one of one of my options is also um, a Super Summer Theater production. Right. It's the Producers. It was put oh, on about yeah. like six, seven years ago. It was actually the first time I made it out there. And I remember being oh, like, okay. really, Allison, you're just realizing this. And I had right. actually, I, I had the pleasure to see that on campus when I was going to school. It was like Broadway caliber, being very, oh, very wow. impressed with the production. So my, my expectations, like, going in, I was like, ah, how can it be that good? But right. I remember just being blown away, like the set design and the costumes, the acoustics, just everything were just so spectacular. That, that's probably like the funniest play I've ever seen in my life, I it's think. It's so funny. The producers, I still yeah. to this day quote it. Um, so yeah, I would, I would echo your sentiment. Super Summer Theater, just one of the best venues you just reminded me of a place i'll actually have to mention down the line but yes super summer theater and the producers for sure yeah love Mm -hmm. super summer theater what are your some of your other i know you you've seen many community theater performances yes um well i wanted to um do you want to save them for later no 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 um one specific one, because we talk a lot about, com- I talk a lot about community yes, theater yeah. on here, so I actually hadn't included any of them on here, but oh, okay. one that was especially, um, one that I really liked was um, Hedwig and the Angry Itch, oh, um, put okay. on by Onyx Theater, also by Troy when he was managing that space. So that was a really good production, and I remember, yeah, I think I was just getting into the local community scene, so that was a really great, uh, great show to check out. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about one of our favorite venues that we've talked about before. Yep. Smith Center. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. Sure. Because I know one of our favorite Smith Center performances is the same. 100%. Yes. Well, well, and can I just like, I would like to say something about the Smith Center. Yes. Because, uh, yeah, when I was putting together um, the list of my greatest <laughs> my greatest hits, I realized that that a lot of the place, a lot of the best shows I've seen have been at the Smith Center. Mm. And I've been very critical since it opened of of the Smith Center. I think um, it can sometimes be a little bit um, pricey. Right. Right. And um, and I, I critique some of the shows that they bring in. I think they could take a bit more risks. Yeah. I think they bring in a bit of the tried and true. And how many times can we see Wicked or Book of Mormon or the Lion King, so I right. would like to see a little bit, um, take a little bit more risks in terms of the type of Broadway show and a lot of kid stuff too. But as it turns out, some of the best performances I've ever seen in the city have taken place at the temp, um, at, at the Smith Center. The first one that I would like to mention that just really blew my mind was I think pretty much when it opened. I think it was 
2014, The Tempest. Oh, yes, okay. William Shakespeare's The Tempest, and it was um, produced and directed by Aaron Posner and Teller from uh, Penn and Teller. Oh, I remember that. Yes, yes, so I didn't they, see it, but I remember that. Oh my God, it was it was a whole other thing. They set up. Um, it didn't take place in the Smith Center proper, but in the lawn in front of it, oh. where they have um, Tim Babington's pipe dream. So it's a lawn mm-hmm. with grass and everything, and they set up a carnival tent. And it took place inside of the carnival. And this was like April, but it was still really cold out. And because it's Teller, it had like this magical, it was a dark and magical interpretation and carnival-esque. And so I don't, I don't remember the names of any of the characters, to be honest, but like they're, you know, they're contortionists. They're doing all these magic tricks up there. And, um... It, was, it really blew my mind. I was like, whoa, this is an incredible production. And to this day, they they haven't put on uh, anything of that caliber. No, nothing that unusual. No. Like, that's for sure. Everything's pretty standard. Ish, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no, The Tempest was incredible. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, how about you? Um, Probably, so I've only seen a few, like, plays and musicals there. Mm-hmm. Um. So two of mine are not our more traditional concerts. It just so happened to be at the Smith Center. But my favorite musical, hands down, that I've seen there um, is Come From Away, oh, which uh-huh. is which just was recently. It was just in the last year, um, which is the story of Gander, Newfoundland, which was a site where a lot of planes were diverted to during 9-11. Mm-hmm. And so the musical is is just, it's very, I mean, it's a, you know, it's a musical, but it's, it. The cast, the touring cast was very small. I think there were like 20 members of the cast plus a band. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it was a very small group. Everyone played multiple parts. Um, But it's just a very touching story. Um, And my brother and sister-in-law got married in Newfoundland. So like Uh that had a lot to do with it too. I would have never probably known about the musical or cared if it wasn't for going to Newfoundland for a wedding and seeing um, how hospitable the people are. Oh, they're are. just like super friendly and there's a whole scene and song about a screech in which is like there's a the you uh do a little like kind of like sing a song um kiss a cod a frozen codfish on the mouth oh, and I like take an oath that. and like there's a whole song about it and you then you take a, a shot of the screech rum which screech rum is disgusting. It's <laughs> So, like, we think of rum as, like, Caribbean because that's yes. where it's from yes, generally. Yes. So this is a rum that is actually comes from Newfoundland. Uh-huh. And it does not taste anywhere near as delicious as rum you'd find from the Caribbean. Yeah, how much cane sugar can they have? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's I, it's not delicious. Uh-huh. Um, but, like, the whole – that was, like, a, just a really cool thing. I did the screech-in. My cousin and I did we, – we did the screech-in when we were in Newfoundland. Of course. So, like, it was really cool to kind of, like, see that. Um, and then just, I mean, yeah, it was just a really touching and kind of like, you know, a a show about the worst time in many people's life and how, Mm -hmm. you know, an impact of strangers had on their lives. And that was pretty cool. That's really nice. That's really nice. Well, continuing along, um, the Smith Center conversation, uh, a couple of other things that I've enjoyed. Kinky Boots. Oh yeah. Kinky Boots was phenomenal um mu- i i hadn't realized how much i enjoyed cindy lopper music until i went to see that huh. and i've said this before about the smith center um like you can go dressed however you want to um to right. the performances and some people you'll see women in like these gowns and furs and everything um but you can wear jeans or whatever one thing that i do like about the smith center is that depending on who's performing 
um, people people will dress up, but like according to the genre. So like for right, kinky boots, yeah. um, there were you know there was a lot of people wearing. Um, there's uh, the LGBTQ crowd really showed up for that. Oh, I bet. So there was a lot of wonderfully uh, fashion fashionably uh, dressed people in attendance. Um, another great concert or a great concert that I saw there was uh, Bella Fleck and Chick Corea. Mm-hmm. Why didn't you go to that? That is right up your alley. I don't remember. Because I love Bella Fleck, so mm-hmm. I don't know why. I, do, I still don't. I think we've, we've talked about it many times. I'm not sure. Yeah. yeah. You really would have enjoyed it. I yeah. had really good seats. I think it's the only time that I've been like on, um, you know, like row H or whatever. Right. And for listeners that aren't aware, um, Bella Fleck is a jazz, bluegrass, folk type yeah. Um, singer and uh, Chick Corea jazz pianist. And mm-hmm. so it's, a, but they have, like, they've put out an album. It's not, right. um, the music just uh, is beautiful. And yeah. so p- for that, people were wearing, like, really nice um, Stetson a Gunner boots. Boots and hats. Okay. All right. So people were wearing, yeah. like, <laughs> okay, all right. I don't, I don't think about guns, obviously. Um, like, really fancy, you know, cowboy boots and hats and everything. Right. So I like that. Um for Alvin Ailey, another one of my favorite performances, um, one of, I think, the preeminent contemporary dance company in the United States. Um, we had the pleasure to host them a couple years ago, and they're coming next year in March. They're going to be putting on a couple performances. And for that, like, the black community um, showed up, and they were just wearing their finest um, uh, dresses and hats and everything. So I really like I really liked that about the Smith Center, is that people yeah. really dress up according to, you know, the theme or whatever's being performed that night. So I appreciate that. Um Anything yeah. else for that you've... Um... Well, speaking of dress, uh-huh. I mean, the the nerdiest group of people I've ever seen uh, in one place was at the Smith Center in August for Weird Al Yankovic. Oh, so, yeah. And that was a great... I had never seen him before. I, I will be honest, I'm not... I'm not. I'm not what I consider myself a Weird Al fan, mm-hmm. um, but I have some friends that are. So we went to go see the show, and like just a great group of people, really diverse crowd, but definitely the more you have never seen as many like punny t-shirts uh-huh. on people than you do at a Weird Al concert is what I've determined. <laughs> like funny. just so many funny shirts uh-huh. and just the nerdiness was just through the roof, but it was like everyone there knows that they're nerds. Uh-huh. So like it's a welcoming environment. Yeah, yeah. Um, and on this last tour, Weird Al was playing with an orchestra. So that was really cool. Oh, so nice. he played with his band was there, but then there was also an orchestra, which what I learned after the show is that a small number of them travel with him. Most of them were local musicians. Mm -hmm. So that's really cool. It's a great opportunity for some local musicians to get a chance to play with Weird Al. I mean, he's been performing for four decades. Yeah. So like, that's a big deal. That's a really great opportunity. Wow. Yeah. So like, that was super cool to see. Um, And just a really great performance and like just such a warm environment um, Mm -hmm. and very different crowd than what you'd see at like a musical. Because then like a month later I went to go see Wicked again and it's such a different crowd at a musical than it is to see Weird Al. Uh So for sure, um, sure. which I appreciate. I mean, the Smith Center is it it does it does that. It does bring different types of people Mm -hmm. um, to like the fanciest space you could ever go to. The most gorgeous. Yeah. 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 Oh, you know what? You just reminded me. So not at the Smith Center, like not in the Reynolds Hall, which is their main concert hall, right. but in Cabaret Jazz, a couple years ago, I went to see the actor Alan Cummings. Oh, um, yeah. From uh, most notably, 
what do you? Well, he, he was on he was in Cabaret, the original production. Right. Um, but he was on The Good Wife, and I loved him on that show. Oh, okay. And so he was performing. It was like a series of songs accompanied by, like, um, you know, he would chat with the crowd. And so for those that don't know, the cabaret, what is that called? Cabaret Jazz. Yeah, but what is the, the space called? It's called the Cabaret yeah, Jazz area? Yeah, I think area? it's just Cabaret Jazz. Okay, yeah. and it's a little small a small space. I think it mm-hmm. seats... What does it seat like? Maybe two hundred. Yeah, I think it's a couple hundred. Yeah. And it's like, a, and it's set up as if it were for a cabaret. So there are actually actual tables. You right. can actually uh, eat food or whatever. So it's very intimate, and that was a wonderful performance. And he's just so fucking funny, um, so charming. That was a really good show. As That's well. awesome. Yeah. Yeah, my biggest regret of shows at the Smith Center of not going to, and they've been back a couple times and haven't actually. They, I think, they've performed elsewhere. But is um, Steve Martin and Martin Short? Oh, they their yeah. first time they they came they performed at the Smith Center. Now they've been back a couple times. I think they perform at the Venetian. Uh-huh. Um, but I really wish I'd have seen that first time that they performed together at the Smith Center. Because um, Steve Martin, as many people don't know is an amazing banjo player and, mm-hmm. and performs bluegrass. And so I would this love to true. see his comedy, but also him play banjo, which he does um, at those shows. But then just the relationship he has with Martin Short is just so funny. Those two guys are so hilarious. And that goes back to one of my favorite childhood movies, The Three Amigos. Uh-huh. uh-huh so, yeah. yeah. And uh, uh. Would, would, would have loved to seen specifically their performance at the Smith Center. So yeah. I know I still have a chance to see them. That's fine, and I probably will. But it's just... That environment would be different. Right, 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 yeah. right. Um, do you have anything else on your own to mention about Smith Center, or shall we talk about our it's, shared? It's, it's our shared one. Okay. I mean, top whatever perform <laughs> right? I mean. Oh, yeah, it's a top five top performances five for in sure. my life. Yeah. Of course, we are referring to David Byrne. Yes. Um, who came at the beginning of. Was it, it was this year, wasn't it? I feel it was so long ago. I think it, it was this year. It last year, Jacob. No, I'm. I don't. I, my phone is not next to me. I'm pretty sure we saw him this year. I will look it up real quickly. But so David Byrne at the Smith Center. Right. Our little minds were just blown by that. Yes. One hundred percent. Well, in his his, uh, what is it? American Utopia American was the Utopia. was the album yeah. that he was touring on. But I mean, for those of you that know David Byrne, you know he's not just a musician. He is an mm-hmm. artist, and mm-hmm. so everything he does is super intentional and very very much with the mind of what things look like and so it was unlike it wasn't not a concert it was performance art with the songs of david byrne 100 um, and all the performers were incredible you had the costumes were incredible the set was just the most amazing thing um, I never thought in my life I would actually get to hear David Byrne sing Talking Heads songs. No, 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 no. And like, because you've never you never saw Talking Heads, right? Oh no, I was way too young when uh-huh. we broke up okay, to, right. to see them. It would so, be yeah. funny if I would have said, "Yeah, I've seen right. them." But yeah, I was gonna yeah. say, like, <laughs> what, what have you? <laughs> yes. So yeah, so that was like, I mean, peak, just so good. Um, so April, 2018, Jacob. Oh, it was, okay. It was yeah. last year. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Cause we had just oh, okay. started the podcast, I think. Okay. But, um, yeah, just to add on to that, I remember when it was announced that he was going to be performing there, I was like, what a weird space. Yeah. 
like thinking both David Byrne and Talking Heads, I was like, that's not the crowd. I would like to see him in a more smaller, more intimate venue, maybe right. like downtownish. But oh my God, like as soon as he started performing, like I understood 100% why it oh, was, yeah. it, it was be- taking place at the Smith Center. Because as right. you said, it was just, it was an artistic production. Yeah. Just the lighting and the sound and the costumes and just the theatricality of it mm-hmm. that is the only venue that could have hosted him oh yeah no when other I, no other venue in the city could have done it no and kind of to go off on a tangent his american utopia in new york it's at lincoln center yes i think so yeah yeah because yeah, uh, yes so, so to that point again there's no like it has to be in a majestic hall yeah and That's a massive the, stage yeah because no other stage in las vegas could hold that size of no. Performance. Just so many dancers and the special effects and all the weird things right. he had going on. Did we cry? We cried, didn't no, we? No, yeah, definitely. We cried, cried. we danced. Yeah. Um, I've never seen such um, an infectious vibe. Usually, like, people, right. no offense to gringos, but they tend to like to sit down when they're um, at concerts. Present. Ridiculous. Yes. Um, you too sometimes sit down. Occasionally. Yes. yes. But no, he had people yeah. just dancing around and it was just. 100% spectacular. I am trying to convince. If anybody can get us round trip a flight oh, yeah. and a hotel, I think we can pay for the tickets. That's okay. I yeah, think we totally can spare like 80 bucks. Right. But if you can get us out to New York in February, right. it's my birthday. We would really appreciate it. And recently, if you notice our Twitter interactions, I uh, they were on the cast and David Byrne was on um, Jimmy Fallon. Whatever, oh, whatever yes. the show is, uh-huh. but they performed as my favorite Talking Heads song, which they did not perform at his his performance mm-hmm. here. But it was Road to Nowhere, which is hands down my favorite Talking Heads song. Uh-huh. And they had the Roots up dancing with them, which I just thought I, was so what a, fantastic. I, th- I I dare say that's probably one of their best experiences too. Oh, they had to, to be. be shitting their pants, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely, definitely, because they've all gotten it. They've all had to have inspiration from. Everybody, yeah. If you're in music now and you cannot, you don't count the Talking Heads as an inspiration. Are you music? No, you're not music. Exactly right. (sighs) Bow down to Mr. (laughs) David Byrne. You are just a king for us, a king, sir. We love you. Oh God. We should have a viewing party for True Stories sometime soon. We should. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Make it kind of like the Rocky Horror Picture Show ish. What would one holler? We're not going to throw stuff. We don't believe in violence. But no. what would we holler at the screen? We'll, we'll think about yeah. that. I mean, it takes place in Texas, so we could yeehaw. Uh-huh, giddy up. And giddy we up could, throughout yeah. it. Right. Yeah. yeah. Especially anytime we see David Byrne in a cowboy hat. Yeehaw. Giddy mm-hmm. up. Yes. Which he's in a cowboy hat pretty much yes. the entirety of the indeed, movie. Indeed, indeed. So. Yeah, let's do that. That's the, I, I approve. I approve. If I like you're that. interested in joining us, this will not be a public event because we cannot pay for the rights to show the movie. But... Mm. Uh, Mm-hmm. we will gladly invite you to this. 100%. This, and I know party. a couple of performing artists um, that would be interested in helping out. So I'll reach out to them. <laughs> it sounds good. It sounds good. Yeah. What else you got? So let's talk a little bit about the strip. Yes. Which is not a thing we talk about much unless no. we're talking about food or beverages. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's some great, obviously great, we are the live entertainment capital of the world. We are. So there's amazing live entertainment that takes place here. Um, on the strip Mm -hmm. so there's a there's three shows that are that are still on that are i would call my favorite las vegas shows and one that is gone rest in peace 
Um, so I'll start with that one. But uh-huh. we all know Cirque, Cirque du Soleil has, I don't, I don't even know, I think it's nine shows now, eight? I don't know. They have a lot here. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many they have. Um, but, Sounds about right. But there have been shows that, that have come and gone yeah. in the time that we have been here and in the, the history of Las Vegas. So one of my favorites actually uh, was here and then it went away. And it's not Chris Angel. That's not what I'm talking about. What are you talking about? Viva Elvis. Uh-huh. I'm not even a big Elvis fan, but that show was fantastic. Mm-hmm. It was at the Aria, and it just it was like just such a great representation of what like both the kind of like in my head, the image mm-hmm. of like cheesy Elvis. Yeah. But then also like it just was it felt so Vegasy to me. Uh-huh. Like like I feel like of all the Cirque shows that I've seen, it's the most Vegas Cirque show. Yeah. Like I feel like 100%. Like I'm in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. Elvis is Las Vegas. And that's, so like it was such nice. a great show. The songs were all fantastic. As usual, the performers amazing. Um and I really wish I only saw it one time. I really wish I would have gotten to see it a second that much. time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh because it was just fantastic. Speaking of Vegas themed, why hasn't Cirque done a Rat Pack era one? Well, that's a good question. Yeah, like why? It's kind of like, is it because it's so obvious? Maybe. I don't, I don't think this is a city that shies away from um, right. obvious yeah, stuff, Yeah, I think though. that would be, But we don't take ourselves too seriously, no. so why would that, why would we not do the obvious choice? Guy, if you're listening, we need a Rat Pack uh, right. Cirque du Soleil. Yes. Yeah. And if you're not already in the works and you, you mm-hmm. we need to be executive producers on said show. Name yeah. only. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and pay. Name, because, or you could sponsor us. To be, to be honest, Jacob, the only thing I would ask for <laughs> <laughs> is like just behind the scenes access and, oh, okay. and access to the performers. Right. I, you can get my cut. Okay. Yeah. Well, all really I want is just a reserved, oh, okay. reserved seat at mm-hmm. any Cirque show that I want and at least once a monthly at Love. Okay. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, sound, that sounds good. That sounds good. I can get behind that. Yeah. I'm assuming you like love. I love love. Uh-huh. The show. Yes. Uh, it's such a, I mean, I've, it's the, the show, the show on the strip, Cirque or otherwise, that I've seen the most. I've seen it three or four times. I can't remember. Was it your um, first show? It was not my first show. It was not people... even my first Cirque show. My really? first Cirque show was Zumanity. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's mm-hmm. an interesting one to start yeah. with, huh? Because yeah. most people tend to say that their favorite Cirque show was the first, first one. Right. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, sexy people. Yeah. I mean, I like to zoom mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. But I think part of it is I love the Beatles and the music of the Beatles. Yes. So I think that's, I was already going to enjoy it just because how I feel about the Beatles music. So, mm-hmm. um, and I don't want, I mean, it sounds cliche, but like the Beatles made amazing songs. Like there's no question about it. And I think the interpretation that Cirque does of those songs is really spectacular and really brilliant. So beautiful. So beautiful. I love, you know, like one of my top 10 things, memories. Well, first of all, yeah, that is one of my favorite performances as well. I too have seen it like three, four times. Um, And also like they periodically change it Mm -hmm. up too. So like um, they've been different versions, but it was the first show I saw here. Um, I also like that um, they're always at McCarran Airport. They're playing yeah. the soundtrack and like that do 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 forget back starts. Right. Like I tear up. Aww. I will miss the day that I don't no long that I no longer let uh, arrive 
in McCarran Airport and hear that song yeah. while I pick up my bags. But no, to me, love is just blows my mind. Um, I was not a normal little girl. Like while everybody else was listening to like Whitney Houston and TLC, I was listening to Elvis yeah. and the Beatles, like Michelle, j- just everything. And I was actually researching, like reading a little bit about like what went into the production. So it opened in 2006. The theater alone oh, okay. rep- it reportedly cost a hundred million dollars. Oh my gosh. And then the production itself cost another like 80 and um and that's not setting aside like consulting fees and everything right. but um it was very interesting because the fifth beetle um the producer guy uh not Giles um George Martin mm-hmm. um was consulted for this project him and his son Giles came in and did you know that they take excerpts from about 120 Beatles songs? Oh my gosh. That's 120 no. songs that you have up there. I mean, some wow. without lyrics, just little right. snippets, but they're, you know, can you imagine the cutting, the editing of that? And just because they just bleed so seamlessly right. one into the other. And it's just so beautiful. And actually, I used to have the CD because um, yeah. it's just incredible. I tear up every time I go see it. And the last time I went to see, a friend actually invited me. We were in the second to um, front row. Oh, wow. And. I will say this on air. I did take an edible, and so I was just tripping, dude, tripping. I had the performers, like, right up in front of me. And as it is sober, it's a wonderful production. But, um, yeah, that was really, really incredible. What was the movie where they take an edible and go see a Cirque show? I don't think it was The Hangover because it was just two guys. But there was, like, there was a movie that was like they and I think because oh, I think I they go like see O and oh, it was like, like well of course right. oh I'm really interested now yeah. let's look that up after yeah because I, I do like that and it's legal right I can well say it wasn't that. then but it is no now. yeah yeah so, so now I can and do when that. you did it it was legal yes so yeah so I also I do want to put this out there because I do know a lot of people that work at Cirque shows um I would love a behind the scenes of the space. I'd like to go for free, obviously. But if you can get me a behind yeah. the scenes, if I can interview the people, the costumes, just everything, just, oh, it, just thinking about it makes me cry. Wonderful yeah. production. I'm there with you, 100%. And and it's not on my list, but my one of my favorite um, performances at Life is Beautiful actually <gasps> included love. And uh-huh. it was Foster the People in 2018. Mm-hmm. And they, um, so Love performed Hey Jude. Yes. And Beautiful. that was, Beautiful. I cried. No, I cried I, too. I totally cried. Yeah. That was, and mm-hmm. you know, and it was, it was interesting because um, Foster the People's most popular song is Pumped Up Kicks, which is about a school shooting. Yeah. And they made the, like Foster the People made the decision with Life is Beautiful not to perform that song being a year after the October 1 shooting. Mm-hmm. And what a, what, like, there's no better way to kind of, like, bring people together and have, like, such a beautiful performance. I mean, it was. Yeah. It was insanely beautiful. I cannot even describe, like, how it felt to watch that. You're that making was so me good. tear up. I know, me yeah. too. Like, it was just so powerful. Yeah. No, I think, um, oh my, I mean, people say that, I just, Cirque du Soleil, man, just everything, the truly everything that, we're all about grassroots and community, blah, 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 but I mean, mad love to Cirque du Soleil, like, and even productions in other parts of the world, they just, it's magic, 
Mm-hmm. That is magic what those people do. And I, my really hat's is. off and I'm so envious of people that can be involved in any capacity with them and performing yeah. on that stage. Like that's magic what you people are doing. Yeah, oh, it really God, is. Beautiful. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah. Do you have other favorite strip shows? I shows was, on the strip? Yeah. Um, a concert, actually. The only concert I think that I have on my list. And I oh. actually went with you. Gogol Bordello. Is that how uh, you pronounce it? Gogol Bordello. Gogol Bordello. Um, Gypsy Rock Man. Yeah, they're I'd phenomenal. never heard of this shit before you guys were like, let's go. And my best friend knew who they were. And that is, yeah, because I will say, um, yeah, I've been really clear about concerts in this country. I am right. from Mexico. We dance. We like to dance at things. And I've been told to sit down. So this was like one of the few concerts that I've ever been to where people were not only dancing, but we were like, um, it was like a mosh pit. Oh, it's, they're people crazy. People were throwing wine. We were slipping on wine yeah. everywhere. It was just madness. And we had wonderful fried chicken from Blue Ribbon before. It was like just a wonderful evening Delicious. with really great people. Um, just like, and Brooklyn Bowl is a really cool yeah, venue. It's it's, it's, it's really incredible. So, um, yeah, that was a great concert. Yeah, mm-hmm. and Gogo Verdello. I mean, I would see them anytime. I've seen them three times at Brooklyn Bowl, and just every time is wow. like. A freaking party like they're just so much fun and also they're very politically oriented and very yes, politically aware and it's a very diverse verse band because uh-huh. the lead singer is eastern european but then there's also their they have an mc who's from latin america and i yeah, don't yeah, remember you where said that, he's yeah. from uh-huh. um but then they have like it's very international there's like an irish like someone from ireland uh-huh. in the band this is true. This like is true. there's a russian fiddle player like it's just oh. really yeah they're from new york yeah that's where they're based. Yes. Okay. Yeah, okay. they're based. Well, I mean, they're based yeah, yeah, yeah. in New York. You know what yeah. was another concert that I went to see at Brooklyn Bowl with you? Uh, St. Paul and the Broken Bones. Such a good show. Such a good show. Yeah. Um, One of the most soulful white men that I've ever seen in my life. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, his name is Paul, yeah? Yes, his name is Paul. Paul, wow. Beautiful voice. Beautiful attire. Um, yeah, his, his, just his, his presence. robe is amazing. Yeah. Like a, a priest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or like... Or a saint. If, if, a, if, a, if a priest and Liberace got together, that's what yes. that would be the robe that that St. Paul wears during during those shows. Absolutely. Yeah, that was a good show now that yeah. I think about it. Yeah. How about you? What else? So mine are not concerts because I that's a whole mm-hmm. we know that's a whole list for me since I see so many of them. Yes. Um, but my other two favorite shows that are still on the strip mm-hmm. um, are Absinthe. Oh uh-huh. I love Absinthe. I've seen it many times as well. Um, I like it's about as inappropriate as you can get on the strip, like for major production. Like it's one of those things that like there's no like other than the one I'm going to mention other than that. Like they're really if it's if they're an adult, like mm-hmm. I wouldn't be embarrassed to take like my parents or like, you know, people that are more sensitive uh, to shows, absinthe is kind of the one where it's like, yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't take everybody to absinthe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. because it can be a little bit inappropriate, and we need that because we do. Everything just can't be so like politically correct and over the top, and like so I, I like absinthe because the comedy's funny, the performers are really really good. Totally. If you've never if you're not familiar with it, it's kind of like um, it's it's circusy, but not the Cirque du Soleil circusy. So there's lots of like performers, feats of strength acrobats mixed in with some really terribly raunchy comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, but the performers are all 
the best at what they do. Yeah. Um, and it changes. So like if you see absinthe now in six months, there may be different performers that you'll see. So that's also cool that it is something that changes a little bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you follow, so one of the characters, the host, uh, the gazillionaire, yes. do you follow him on Twitter? I do. I do he's follow funny. Him he's very funny. Uh -huh. He's yeah, a good guy. He's very funny. And I've seen, I haven't seen the newest Spiegel World show, which is the Saloon. Saloon. Atomic Saloon. Yeah, I haven't seen uh -huh. that one, but I did see Opium. And I liked Opium, but I like Absinthe better than mm -hmm. Opium. But I do want to see the Atomic Saloon because that feels more Vegasy. Uh huh. And I heard it's yeah. I heard it's 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 good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah mm -hmm. I've heard it's good as well. I, I I think it would be would be good to see. And I know Opium has changed a lot since I saw it, so I probably could see it again, and it wouldn't be the same. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't be the same show. Um, but the other show, my other favorite show on the strip, is probably the most inappropriate show that I've seen on the strip, which is Zombie Burlesque, which is at the plant. It's Planet Hollywood in the V Theater. It is one of those shows that's kind of like a a, a, a quiet winner. Uh -huh. You threw me for a loop. I'm it's still been processing around this. for a while. Uh huh. It is. Uh, it's exactly what it is. What it says. There's no like they they do not take themselves seriously. It is a it is a burlesque sh like a burlesque Vegas burlesque show uh -huh. with zombies. So like people that are dressed like and painted like zombies and not like Walking Dead zombies. They're much more like ridiculous and like over the top like painted green with like fake blood on their mouth like that sort of thing but and there's a story that goes there but like the mc is really funny he's just a very funny comedian what they have is it's just very ridiculous hmm. like yeah. like it's it's ridiculous but not like i mean i've, I've seen it twice and i it's the, the right person has to go with you but it's like yeah. such a fun and ridiculous show they give you jello shots like during the show, nice. like, and it is an adult show. It is definitely not for children. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, it's one of those shows that like, it's the V, the shows at the V sometimes cycle through so quickly, uh -huh. but Zombie Burlesque has been there for years. So like, it definitely has a following. It's definitely, you know, like a show that people enjoy seeing and, you know, it's a, just a fun, and if you're going to go see an inexpensive show on the strip, that's a great one to go see. Fair. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. You know what you reminded me of? As we're talking, I keep thinking of more stuff um, re regarding uh, Spiegel World. Mm -hmm. um, the performances at Rose L Rabbit Lie. Oh, so, right. Yeah. So Spiegel World, from what my... I don't know too much about them, but they come from Los Angeles. Right. And their first venue... They're a... Uh, what would you even call it? Performing... Yeah, production. venue space. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Rose Rabbit Lie was their first Vegas venture located in the Cosmopolitan. A mm -hmm. huge space. I mean, yeah, there was massive. it's a it was a it's a restaurant still in existence. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. So it's a restaurant. They have a performing space and like a bunch of different rooms throughout. But it was like it was, you could go and spend five hours there. Yeah. Because like even in the dining areas, there were performances taking. Uh, place so it was kind of going for like a supper club kind of vibe right so you'd have like tap dancers dancing on the bar someone would wheel out a piano and like play right next to you and then there were three performances that would take place in the performing mm. space so there was like a show at eight at 10 and at midnight and each one was different and i was lucky enough to oh, go or, or okay. two i think it was like a 10 and a midnight viewing something like that and um these were like this came before um, opium and um, absinthe. Yeah. You know what? Absinthe maybe was already around. Now that it, I don't. What? 
Yeah, I, don't, I think they may have come around. Yeah, the they same came time. at the same time. Yeah. But this was just—I really, really yeah. enjoyed it. It was ra- it, was, it was raunchy. So right. I, Spiegel World or Ab- Absence, not a hundred percent raunchy. This was like raunchy, and the acrobats and everything were just really impressive. And it only sat like maybe seventy people. Um, so that was a good show. Also. Well, and that's the space they—the performing arts space—is what they use for opium. Correct. Yes. So that's the same, but, but yeah. they don't use all of r- r- that club no. for for opium. It's Mm-mm. just the performance space. No. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Um, I have one more that I do. Me too. Make. So go one for more. It. Oh, yeah. e- excellent. Go for it. Um, actually, so I I kind of skipped around. I wanted to start the episode off, but I got too excited. I think you brought up Spit Center, and I just kind of right. dove into it. But I do want to recognize. Um, the first play that I ever saw um, in Las Vegas oh. in 2008, my friend Diego took me to go see Sweeney Todd, the Demon Barber of Fleet Street at the Las Vegas Academy. And oh, so, cool. and, and like I had, I have been to shows in this country before. I had, right, right. had the fortune. Um, but this was the first time um, that I went to see a high school production of a play. And so I had no, I didn't know what it was right. going to be like. And so, and if you start with, if you come from a different country and you start from, start at LVA, you know, that's a really yeah. high bar to <laughs> set, to be honest. The production, the set was unreal, unreal. Like the theater, the theater itself is just like incredible. Right. Yeah. Um, and the stage and the costumes. Was it the and big theater? The it was the big theater. Loudon theater, I think, yes. was that one? Yeah. Yes, yes. But I remember being like, is this what high school com- theater is like? Because, oh my God, I'm really jealous of you children. So that was just like, and this was before the movie had come right. out and everything. And my mom actually saw Sweeney Todd on Broadway with oh, Angela Lansbury. Wow. So like I'd always heard about it. Oh, and amazing. So, but this was a... Uh, second to Angela Lansbury really great production and again like uh, we're talking how many years ago and um and I remember just falling and I really that really cemented local theater for me so hats off to Las Vegas Academy that is churning out some of the most talented um performers out there right yeah. yeah and you definitely can't judge high school performances no by no i, I LVA. since and then i've been to other other stuff faith lutheran also does really good performances here too oh so those, okay. so those two both lva and faith lutheran I've, I've seen a couple productions at faith lutheran uh-huh um yeah okay. great and they have a great space as well so uh but yeah that's those are both not traditional no at least not where i come from no nor i <laughs> uh what's yeah. your last well one? i mean i have so like concerts in general obviously are oh, a big yeah. thing to me um and i am not able to narrow it down to like one favorite concert because no that's like choosing t- a baby yeah a child right it would it would be like choosing a child if you have like 500 of yeah them. <laughs> yes, yes. so like i have seen literally hundreds of concerts in this city so like i can't just pick one but i'm gonna give my favorite performer can i just say because yes. when i met you I don't think you go to as many concerts as you used to, but no, you, there uh-huh. was a moment in your life that you're going to what at least one show a week. Is that yes. safe to mm-hmm. say? Yeah, that is crazy. So 500 concerts is totally right, totally possible. There was one week in May of I think it was 2015. Uh-huh. It could have been 2016. I saw five concerts in seven days, and wow. not like, and this is not like 
being at a coffee shop where somebody is playing no, the no. guitar. This is like going to a venue and seeing a band that is touring. So it's not even just local music, which I love. Mm-hmm. And I see plenty. And I usually don't even consider local shows that I go to as concerts because it's not, it's different. It's yeah. Yeah, the yeah, different yeah. vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but I will say, I mean, so I've seen a lot and, and I would say like, cause I could, we could have a whole episode of just me talking about concerts and mm-hmm. no one wants to listen to that. <laughs> I'm um, sure they do. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I have the other blog for, right? Okay, is, that's is, true. For, is for music. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say probably one of my, one of the most special things that, it, that for me for live music has been, um, seeing the development of the local band Imagine Dragons. Oh, so like okay. I first saw them before, like when they were still like a local band, like oh, wow. they were not like this worldwide phenomenon. They were just, you know, at the time there was five of them, um, just, you know, four guys and one woman just kind of like playing music and having a good time. Mm-hmm. And like, the one of the first times I, that I saw them, they were opening for another band, another touring band from that's that's was quite popular at the time. They're still fairly popular, Temper Trap. But they opened up for them at the Hard Rock Cafe on the Strip, so mm-hmm. the the fourth floor there, the the venue on the top. Um, and I knew after I saw them, like that a they were going to be huge, mm-hmm. and b there's no way any band should follow them. Because I've never seen so much energy from a band, any other, like any band ever, still to this day. I think that Imagine Dragons, and particularly really? Dan Reynolds, the uh-huh. lead singer, has more energy and more just charisma on stage and passion than anybody I've ever seen. Um, wow, and so it was bold. like, I felt bad for Temper Trap having to come out after this local band opened for them. Temper Trap is great. They're a great band. I've seen them a couple times since. But like opening, or like having Imagine Dragons open for you, must have been just such a terrible thing uh, for bands before Imagine Dragons became huge. Like it's just no, like it's not a band you want to have open for you uh-huh. because they're just so, they were just so good. Even then just so good. That sounds yeah. really great. And so I've seen them now. I mean, it's the band I've seen the most and I have a caveat there because I've seen more concert, more traditional concerts from a different band, Bare Naked Ladies, but I've seen Imagine Dragons more. Uh-huh. more uh-huh. frequently but bare naked ladies has been more traditional concerts because i was still watching imagine dragons as they were local right 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 so yeah well and to bring it back to the cirque du soleil uh, conversation when imagine dragons performed what was it 2016 or 17 ish remember yeah mm-hmm. and yeah. radioactive and they had yes. on the cirque performers that was just so <sighs> fantastic yeah. wow yeah. That was incredible. That's one of my favorite things about Life is Beautiful is incorporating the Cirque performers with a band, at least one band every year. Yeah. And that's really special. And this year, it was this past year, it was with Walk the Moon. And it was great. It was, I was, I mean, mm-hmm. nothing will ever beat Foster the People in Love for me. And that, Foster the People is not even one of my favorite bands. But like, that was just amazing. Yeah. But like, seeing the Cirque performers perform with a band and they, like, it's a collaborative process is such a special thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even Walk the Moon, they were like, they were like, as kids, you know, we knew of Cirque when we'd come out to Las Vegas to like with our families and never did we think we would perform with them. And I was like, that's a big deal. Yeah, that is. That is. Yeah. Uh, Not Vegas related, but speaking of someone high energy opening for another band, I don't know if I've ever told you about this concert. Lenny Kravitz opened for Aerosmith. Does that make any sense to you at all? Not um, to me. 15 but, years ago. But I'm sure there are people that would fight me How? on that. It was after 
I mean, Lenny was at the top of his game. Right, yeah. And they really are. And actually, I think um, that concert or that tour for Aerosmith was one of their album is that what you call album tours? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or not, it wasn't album tour, but they played a lot of their older stuff. Oh, and like a greatest hits is, tour? It wasn't a great, no, they're oh. like, no, like they're heavy rock Oh, like their 70s? Yeah. Oh, and wow. so really not aligned with Lenny. And right. I was just like, I was there for both of them, but most people that were for Aerosmith, so they were like, right. get this dude off the stage. And I'm like, leave this gyrating black delicious man alone. <laughs> Let him sing. <laughs> Let the man sing. Right. But yeah, that was my my comment. So speaking, speaking of, of delicious black men, black men, oh my god, our biggest regret. And we when we came together uh-huh. and t- figured out this was our biggest Vegas regret. I think it was like a really bonding moment for the two of us because oh, yes. because it was like 100%. how of in the world of Las Vegas can we have the exact same regret? Right. Well, and on also because we do have very different tastes, yeah. to be honest. Clearly, today's episode illustrates that. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's a lot of diversity going on. Um, but yeah, I don't even know how the conversation came up. But yeah, we have we share something besides David Byrne. Right, right. Um, yeah, one of our. Are we gonna go ahead and say, is it our biggest regret? It is my Bi- biggest, biggest regret. Vegas regret. Biggest Vegas music. For me, it's probably my biggest Vegas regret. Okay. Yeah. 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 Well, I, I can think of a couple of life decisions, but yeah. Yeah, <laughs> me too. But you know. Yeah. I wouldn't biggest. be here without the other ones. Right. Right. So, right. Oh you know. my God! I'm just I'm gonna cry just thinking about this. Show so, let our listeners know what the hell we're talking. So back about. in the day, I don't even know what year this was. Two thousand eight. Yeah, that sounds mm-hmm. about right. So right, right before the crash, right around. Right at the beginning, yeah, it was going on. It was, yeah, you're yeah. right. The crash yeah, yeah. was going on. It mm-hmm. was, it was. So like the resorts were trying to get people in and do things that were a little bit different because mm-hmm. because money was a thing and we want people needed to like come back out to Las Vegas. So there was like some pretty spectacular failures and some spectacular things that happened. One of them happened at the Rio. Is this why it exists? Yeah. Well, oh, I don't know if that's why it exists, oh, but, I, you're but I feel like okay. I feel like that was. <laughs> I remember oh, okay. that time, and like there was a lot of different types of. You think it was to th- bring in? I think it's got to have been okay. to bring in uh-huh. to try to like get people back to Vegas because it was a rough time for this city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, and who, if anybody's gonna, right? Bring people. Oh, okay. Yeah. The man, the myth, the legend. I, I, I think that that's it. Yeah, for sure, one hundred percent. It was right. strategic. Um, we are talking about the Prince Residency yeah. at the Rio. <sighs> Why? Moment of silence. So should we tell them what the it regret was? So was? so expensive. Yeah, so the regret, our regret isn't that the man had a show right. here. <laughs> it's that we didn't go. We didn't go. Like, we, neither of us went to the show. Neither we knew about the residency. Mm-hmm. We obviously knew about Prince and we're fans because what? we are, we have ears and brains. So we're fans of Prince. And, right. And, and hearts and, and souls. And very soulful. Right. And love dancing. We both enjoy polyesters yes, back in the day definitely. at the Strat. We love yeah. dancing. We love 80s. We love the 80s, man. Right. We're yeah, 80s, 80s babies. Were and so it's so sad that we were very well aware of this residency. And so tell, tell our listeners a little bit like how it was set up. So it was a club. Uh-huh. So like Prince had his own club. Uh, and um, he was in control of the music for the club. Now the thing was, this was the sticky part, is you could pay to go in the club. Maybe Prince would perform. Maybe he wouldn't. 
Maybe he'd perform one song. Maybe he would perform for four hours. You never know. You never knew what was going to happen. Or, and or so, not perform at all. Or not perform at all, right. Can I just right. say that actually, even just as a club, though, we're stupid to not have gone. Yeah. We're fucking idiots. Right, right. <laughs> so, like, oh God. who knew? I mean, and it was a ga- it would be a gamble. And that yeah. I think we're, you know, we were 13 just start, years yeah, ago. And we were kind of start. some of us were starting right. out. We were working in the public sector. Not here. a lot of money. Nothing. Right. I mean, it would have been, because I think it was about 150 starting. Yeah, that much. Yeah, okay. I'm pretty sure it was. Right. I don't think it was because I think I could. I think I would have been able to justify like a hundred or less. Yeah, me too. Yeah, me too. but that I think, but off. but but over a hundred, I wouldn't be able to justify. I mean, I've only paid that for That's beyond tickets. A, a pretty splurge. A couple yeah. times, yeah. So, so we regret it. <sighs> Super regret. Yeah, it. and I think we we revisit this subject at least once a year. Right. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, anytime I think of Prince, I revisit it. <laughs> yeah. Which is frequently. I have I have a Prince. <laughs> Um, paper doll magnet on my refrigerator. You do, you do. So, yeah. yeah. It makes me happy. Yeah. Yeah, we're dumbass. Uh, yeah, and so the moral of this story is we were dumbasses. I mean, what is 150 right. tab? And, but it's, we didn't know. No, we, we didn't. We didn't know that he, w- we didn't realize he was going to be on this planet forever. Right. We thought he was. Um, we lost him too soon. We I'm did. We're cry. Well, fuck, we're so dumb. So... My suggestion to you, dear yeah. listeners, is that, you know what? If there's somebody that performs here that you just really love, like, go see them. So if you, you know, like, I know we, and we've had a, a lot of people. We've had Mariah Carey and Britney Spears and, like, all these folks. Like, if you. Mariah? Yeah. So if you love these people, mm-hmm. do it. Yes. Like, like, if you can afford it, do it. You don't want it to be your biggest Vegas regret like us, where, like, literally now it's like, I'm never going to see We're Prince. Really like, it's not not ever going to see him. No. And and uh, just to add on to that, I would like to say because I I missed out on a lot of things because it was sometimes hard to find people to go with mm-hmm. me and I just wouldn't go to stuff and it got to the point in my life where I was like, "You know what? I'm missing out on too many great things." And Right. You know, F it. I'm going to go alone. And I started going to things alone. Right. And it's really empowering. And there's no reason to miss out on. We live in a really great city. Yeah. We really do. We have so many live, so many things that are going on. So um, don't let the fact that, you know, you can't find someone to accompany you. You are your best company. Right. Um, just go out and check out that performance. And you're you're likely gonna make friends i've made friends at places you know strike up a conversation with the bartender or people dancing on the dance floor whatever it is you'll have Mm -hmm. fun so i would encourage people to just go for that if you see a play out there or some show some show just go or reach out to us yeah we're really good about going to crap obviously and i mean if you go to something by yourself you're not going to be the only one by yourself uh-huh. And the odds are, if it's a play or if it's a concert, one of us are going to be there. So yes, and oftentimes by ourselves. Uh huh. Exactly. Exactly. So we're going to get all kinds of crazy stalkers after this. I think possibly. Yeah, maybe. Let's no, but no, 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 no. We don't consider our listeners stalker stalkers. So if you do see us out in the wild, um, and we are wild and free, um, yeah, you know, say hi. We'd love right. to chat with you at one of these live shows. We would. Ah. All right. What a beautiful ode this to our city. Beautiful. Yes. This was wonderful. Thank you so much for, for taping this episode. Yeah. This, this was, was great. Pleasure. Yeah. We've been talking about it for a while, too. So it's good we sat down and mm-hmm. had some pastries and talk about yeah. live and performance. Yeah. And as the year is winding down to it look is. back at all the time that we've been here yeah. in Las Vegas and things are changing. Yeah. Um, and it's nice to remember 
um, all the cool stuff that's taken place in the past. It's true. Well, cool, man. Well, all right. Well, this has been Wild and Free, a Battleborn podcast. I'm Jacob. I'm Allison. Who's our team, Allison? Our producer is Jose Sotelo. Our research assistant is Ashley Pacheco. And creative assistance by Berta Gutierrez. Um, am I missing anything? Or anything? Little Sebastian. Little Sebastian. Who's going to be start talking here one day and we'll have him on. He's we will be his first, the first interview he gets is with us. We're uh-huh. going to be, we're going to be the first. Yes. So after he says his first words, you'll hear it here oh, first. Oh, that'd be so cute. Yeah. 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 And then of course, Raven. Yes. The lovely dog in the den of descent. Lovely, lovely. We love her. Yeah. We love our team. We do. We have a really great team. The best. All yeah. right. Well, thank you guys for tuning in. We'll see you around. <laughs> All right. Giddy up. Giddy up. Giddy up.